Klausi-Eisen von euch da. And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. On today's podcast we'll be chatting to Cork and Clonakilty footballer Sean White about his lockdown experience has been so far, Cork's season before it was put on hold and the conveyor belt of talent that Clonakilty has been producing in recent years. But before we hear from Sean, we have to quickly revisit last week's podcast and the comments heard around the world. Yeah, he's he's, he's top, top class um, in terms of pure ability and, and just sheer skill and technique level. He's probably easily, easily the best player I've ever played with um, today. He's just got that gift that he runs quicker with the ball when he when he kind of faces someone up. You're you're in real trouble. He skips he's skipping by the best players in this league um, so so easily. Um, yeah, he, until I kind of played with him and how he's developed over the kind of three years I've been here as well. He's 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 taken his game to a new new level over the last couple of years, especially in this league in the Premiership. I, I felt like in the Championship last year he was the real catalyst for for us when he came back from injury, and a lot of people say that. But he's taken his, his his game to a new level since he's come to the Premier League and, and took it by storm really. And you know, England team and getting that big move is is only a matter of time because you know, if I'm being brutally honest, he, he's too good for for our for our kind of our team, Aston Villa. Yes, that was of course Aston Villa and Ireland midfielder Connor Howrahan lavishing praise on his Villa teammate Jack Grealish, calling him the best player he's ever played with. But Kieran. Some people didn't read those comments a little differently, didn't they? They did, yeah, Jack. Um, I suppose our interview with Conor Horan last week made worldwide headlines. It's no exaggeration to say that. It was it was picked up on Sky Sports, BBC, Manchester Evening News, French publications. I even saw some Polish sport website kind of have kind of take it as well. So <coughs> excuse me, um so basically what Connor said, which probably riled a couple of Villa fans, or a lot of Villa fans, was that, that Jack Grealish is probably too good for this Villa team and that he probably is deserving of a big move. And what's key in all this, Jack, is that when Connor said Jack Grealish is too good for this Villa team, he was talking the truth. If we're, if we're looking at it kind of, um, kind of without emotion, Jack Grealish is Aston Villa's best footballer. They're currently 19th in the Premier League. They're in a relegation scrap. He is the best player on that team he's proved it in the Premier League this year so he probably does deserve to to kind of display his wares at a bigger at a bigger club and as big as Aston Villa are and they are a big team there are bigger clubs than Villa out there so um, Connor's quotes I think caused consternation amongst Villa fans but then people who aren't Villa fans or every other fan could kind of see what Connor was saying and how, how much it made sense but, but, but just yeah, to, it just caused to, a bit of a backlash just to stay on his actual comments for a second like I think some of them may have been read incorrectly by the Villa fans like he was at pains to say Jack Grealish is too good for this Aston Villa team he didn't he never said he's too good for this club or he never belittled Aston Villa as a club because you know fans are more interested in the, 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 the history of the club so if he was to say he's too big for Aston Villa the club 
I could probably see why there was anger. But the fact that he said team, so this current Aston Villa team, he wasn't saying Jack Grealish was like Aston Villa was some small town club. So I don't think he actually degraded the club itself, specifically the current Aston Villa team, which, as you mentioned, are languishing at the bottom of the Premier League. So what he said was true, but I can see how some Villa fans picked it up wrongly. So you have to have a bit of sympathy for the fans but a lot of sympathy for Connor because he was caught in the middle of a shitstorm basically and as you mentioned there was articles on Turkish newspapers Irish newspapers all around the country all the English newspapers the Daily Mail the Sun as you mentioned Manchester Evening News Birmingham Mail and it is funny how in this time without live sport how a small one comment on our podcast can make headlines all around the world that's exactly it Jack because there is no live sport at the moment. There's no Premier League football at the weekend. So every media organisation, every sports news organisation, they're looking for a story. And Connor's Connor's quotes presented him with a with a story that that, that they just ran with. And like you said, there, I, I think it's unfortunate the way it kind of developed for for Connor and and through social media. And we both know how social media works, and all our listeners do as well. Kind of everybody's entitled to their opinion. But a shitstorm is the right way to describe it because that snowballed so fast, you know, kind of um, it snowballed out of control so so fast. Without, I suppose Connor didn't even have a chance, or he probably might, doesn't want to kind of explain himself because I think in in the quote itself, like you said, he mentioned the word team. He's too good for this team, and I have to say when Connor joined Villa, I remember talking to him back in January 2017. He was amazed at the size of Aston Villa. Like he said, once he joined the club, you realise, Jesus, this is a big football club. So Connor would never, ever, ever kind of play down the size of Aston Villa. He knows how big the club is, how important the club is. And he was talking in relation to the current team. So um, just interesting, Jack, to see to see how one, like you said there, how one five-second clip on our Star Sport podcast, suddenly it's a, it's a headline on, on Sky Sports News. When you see Sky Sports News stories saying... Uh, as Horan told Irish newspaper the Southern Star you're kind of Christ this is this this developed quickly but yeah Sky Sports News they did reference us in their piece and but they took <laughs> you know six paragraphs worth of quotes directly from the podcast and then didn't link back to the podcast so like in an age of new media where multiple news sites take stories from each other the kind of general ethic or the, the general ethics of it are that you actually um, put an internal link in your story to give full credit to where the quotes came from but even the likes of Sky Sports News weren't interested in that the Sun had no interest in linking back to us again they just said speaking to an Irish podcast you know, this kind of stuff Like, uh, I'll give a shout out to the Mirror and Balls.ie they did include links back to our podcast so any listeners who came from the Mirror or Balls thanks for coming but uh, no I'm not happy with um, Sky News even even our Cork brothers, the Examiner, I didn't see any link on their website either. They did reference this, the fact that it was the Southern Star. But it's also funny that you mentioned like how fans react on social media. You see it with the Villa fans in particular. They were having conversations amongst each other because the clip was out there. But I looked at some of the conversations between fans and uh, one fan would say, Conor Howard said this, that and the other. And then some other fan would say, oh, I doubt he ever said that. Where did you see that? And then the other fan would reply back, some Irish podcast, you know. And so the Southern Star within five minutes went from being a, a bastion of 
a history in West Cork, 130 years old, to some Irish newspaper, the Villa fans, the world over. But it was, I have to say, kind of fun to be in the middle of the shitstorm just to see how it develops. It's interesting from, obviously, my profession is digital media, so to just track how it went from, as you said, a five-second clip to within six hours. It was in newspapers in Turkey and Poland. Uh, but it, look, it was interesting, and uh, I think all we can say is Connor's words were basically taken out of context, and it all blew up. But, Kieran, we're going to move on to this week now. Enough talk about viral social media clips. And you got the chance to speak to Cork and Clonic Guilty footballer Sean White over Zoom last night how was Sean keeping I assume he's keeping fit during the lockdown he's it Sean is it Sean's one of the obviously one of the, the, the kind of guilty fellas involved in the Cork senior football team he's brother to Mark White who was a Cork coach over the last couple of years Mark stepped back from the Cork squad this year because he was going to go to America send friend for the summer but obviously the COVID-19 kibosh that so it was a chance to catch up with Sean White he's based up in Cork at the moment he's, he's still working away so he's in a house in his own so we got to chat about was Cork football season training in lockdown the Clannock Hilti conveyor belt that is producing top class footballers at the moment um, there's Sean White Mark White Thomas Clancy Limo Donovan that's with the Cork seniors you'd Morris Shenley with the Cork under 20s last year you'd Dan Pete with the Cork minors so Clannacilty is um, good conveyor belt going on there at the moment and we also talked about Ozark and I, and I quizzed him on his hair as well but back to Ozark for a second uh, Jack um, I might have mentioned on this podcast the last couple of weeks I've been I'm new to the world of Netflix. I, w- I was slow to um, slow to, to probably depart with my 12 euro a month, being a carry man and being tight as I am. But I finally taken the plunge with the with the lockdown, and it's the best 11, 12 euro I've spent I think in a in a long time. So first it was Tiger King, um, brilliant. Sunderland till I die, superb. And we're just finished the second season of Ozark, and what a show! Absolutely brilliant. And Sean White has just finished the second season of of Ozark as well so from talking about football to talk about, talk about Marty Bird and, and Windy Bird um, and then we talk about hair kind of two of us aren't ones to talk about our haircuts especially you Jack because what's what's nesting on your head at the moment could almost um, I don't know I don't know what to say about it at this stage it's just taken on a life of its own but Sean White seven or eight weeks into lockdown still has a very tidy head of hair on him and I couldn't but notice that when we were chatting on on, on Zoom last night, so I kind of quizzed him on his hair, his hair, um, his hair routine, just to see how a fella's hair is looking so good this far into lockdown. So as you can gather, we talked about a lot of things, um, but first we started talking about his thoughts on whether the GA season will come back online this year. Thanks for coming on the show, Sean. Just to check first, are you home in Clannacilty? You up in Cork City? Or where are you based these times? Uh, I'm actually in Cork, so there's I have a house in Wilton at the moment. So there's um there's actually four of lads all from home in Clannacilty. So we're actually I'm the only one in the house at the moment, so it's actually not too bad. Um, so yeah, just I'm in Cork, but everyone else seems to be at home. So you've you've, you've the house to yourself so for a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's um it's definitely a bit of a change to the usual buzz that'll be around here, but um no, it's yeah, it's it's grand to get used to it. It is like kind of it's just unprecedented times for everyone. I think kind of we no one ever expected to have a, a year like this. Um, before we talk about Clannock Kilty and, and Cork football, just on I suppose what's going on with the coronavirus and the GA at the moment. Um, it's so un- uncertain. We don't know if there will be a GA season. If there is, when it will be, what what it will 
it'll um, look like. So from, for you as a senior of the county footballer, how hard is it to train and keep training for, for a kind of a moving target? Um, I suppose it's, it, it is difficult, but um, I suppose our trainings and stuff at the moment are kind of, they're kind of being looked after by all our kind of gym instructors and stuff. So I suppose it's tough for them as well. They're trying to kind of gauge when the, when the championship or when the league might even kick off again. So I suppose everything, everything is kind of being tailored towards something, but you just don't know when the something is coming really. Um, so we're just kind of, you know, you're still kind of trying to keep yourself fit and just in case something does kind of come around the corner quicker than we thought. But um, no, I can imagine the trainers must be, I'd say, they, I'd say they're talking every single day of the week just trying to figure out how they can kind of keep us fit and keep us kind of involved and stuff. But um, definitely at the moment, they're doing a great job, isn't it? So hopefully we can keep it going. Like I was saying, it's kind of very uncertain times. We don't know what's going to happen. So what are your own thoughts? Do you, do you think you'll get to play football at some point of the year? If you do, will it be county or club or... Um, to be honest, I'm not really sure, but I'd be hoping we would anyway. Either way, club or county, hopefully we'll get to play some sort of football. I'd imagine it'll be a lot easier to get the club back going as a start anyway. So um, I don't really know how they'll how they'll get it all back together, but hopefully by the by the how how things are going at the moment, hopefully there'll be a bit of an improvement over the next few weeks, and um, it'll give us a bit of a clearer picture then about the rest of the summer, I suppose. I suppose behind closed doors has been mentioned as well and mooted as a possibility. What are your own thoughts on that? Would you, would you play away behind closed doors? Um, I'd definitely play if the competition was there, right? But I suppose it would definitely be, um, it'd be a new one for, for most people. Um, I know when we play challenge matches and stuff up the country, there's, um, sometimes the games can kind of flatten out a bit and you'd just be almost afraid that it could have, could have the same kind of atmosphere as kind of a friendly game in you know, but. Like I even saw a couple of the Italian soccer matches there before they kind of went on a break, and you kind of hear the managers roaring in and stuff. So it was um, it was a bit of a weird situation. But if it was the only way to play it, I suppose I'd be all for it. Yeah. I suppose if, if the stadium was very quiet, we'd probably hear Keane O'Neill shouting from the sideline. I think. <laughs> yeah, they're always words of encouragement, though. So <laughs> he's yeah, uh, yeah, he'll we'll hear him right. <laughs> uh, just even before we we, we talk football, um. What do you do to kind of, like you said, you're in the house in your own up, up in Cork City, you're obviously kind of, kind of working from home and you're training away. Outside of that, how do you keep yourself busy? Are you watching Netflix? Are you, how are you entertaining yourself about? Um, so I'm still working, like my company is still fully um, working full time. So I'm still doing um, a full working week and then just trying to get out in the evenings, really running and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, watch a bit of Netflix, a few series here and there. But um, yeah, just working Thankfully, I'm still fully kind of doing a full week's work, so it kind of keeps that keeps me busy mostly. Anyway, your club and county teammate Thomas Clancy recommended Friends with a feature in the Star, the last edition of the Star, kind of Netflix recommendations from ten West Cork sports people, and Thomas went for Friends. So, if, if you if you were to pick a Netflix recommendation for for the listeners, what would you go for? Um, I'm actually watching Ozark there at the moment. Um, so yeah, I just finished season two, so that's actually a fairly good one. So I definitely recommend it. Um, I know a couple of my friends at home have watched it as well, and they all uh, they've all talked very highly of it. So that's definitely one on the list if anyone's looking for something to watch. I'm actually going to second that. We just finished season two last night, and we watched watch the season two finale. So we're going to start talking into series three from tonight. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's such yeah, a it's good very, show. Yeah, it's very good. Um, it's kind of it's for something that's kind of so far away from what would be happening in everyday life, they kind of relate to everybody, I suppose. People in there are so normal, so I suppose um, you can just kind of relate to the people that are in it, really. Oh, good stuff. And like we said, football-wise, the Cork footballers, you were going so, so well, Sean, before the, the season was kind of 
suppose, put on hold due to the COVID-19 pandemic. You were five from five in Division 3 the Football League on the cusp of, of promotion and on the cusp of getting a place in the Division 3 League final. And now, like I said, it's on pause. But how much can you take from those first five games, kind of the, the positives that you can take? Um, I think, yeah, as you say, we were we were definitely kind of um, getting up a bit ahead of steam. Um, I suppose it's a bit unfortunate the way things have kind of petered out, especially considering we don't know how it's going to, if we do start playing football again, will the league be finished out or, um, or what will happen? It. But I suppose in terms of kind of getting players who wouldn't have played much at senior and county level or senior level before and things, I know there's a lot of new lads who say have got a winning mentality now, just, you know, they've experienced it and, especially some of us as well, haven't ever won that many games in a row with Cork. So um, it definitely brought a good bit to the group. And just hopefully now, if there is a championship or a league for the rest of the summer, that we might be able to you know, continue the winning form, really, if we could. So if you even go back to last summer, with Cork getting into the Super 8s for the first time and the big game experience of playing the Dublins and the Tyrone ones up in Croke Park and, mm. and then going, going into the league then, and like you said, five, five wins in a row, like you're building momentum. Like in, in the last 12 months, we've definitely seen the kind of you've turned the ship in the right direction and you are moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it, it kind of it was kind of well documented there last year um, around, I don't know, it was in March or April that we kind of, as a group of players and management, kind of came together and just kind of changed a few things and just, just it kind of started going our way and we carried that through the summer then. And thankfully it's kind of passed over again to this year because especially with so a lot of new faces from the under-21s and stuff, or the under-20s last year, but they would have brought in, obviously, their own kind of um, positivity and things from an under-20 All-Ireland. So, yeah, the, the group of players now that we have at the moment seems to be gelling well together. So, um, hopefully, we'll kind of keep it going for the whenever we do return. One of the big additions this season is Kieran Sheehan. What's it like to have him back in the fold? It probably it was your first time playing with him with, with Cork, but he seems like he's had a huge impact. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, his experience and kind of his, his level-headedness, to be fair, um, in the dressing room when, you know, we might be under a bit of pressure there. Even the first game against Offaly, we went in at half-time, we were down a point. Um, but, you know, Kieran just settled the ship straight away. I think he kicked two great scores in the first half that day. So, um, it's definitely great to have him on board um, as his experience and everything. He's, you know, he's, he's a great asset to have for us. And some of those Cork under twenties off last year too, kind of caught him and he really was making his mark and and, and Damien Gore as well. And what was great to see, I thought, Sean, was like you're bringing in young fellas who are now used to winning, like Cork won the minor last year, won, won the under twenty. So these fellas are coming onto the senior setup now with a bit of kind of cockiness is the wrong word, but they they know how to win big games. They've won big games in Cork Park, and that could only be good for for the entire squad to have this this youth, this confident youth coming in. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I suppose the lads who would have come in from the 20, they've kind of blended in straight away. And, you know, even minors who would be going up to under 20 now, they have the, as you said, the winning mentality as well. And, like, winning is a habit. So, I suppose it's just all about trying to kind of get everyone together in the winning mentality and then just keep pushing forward. But, um, no, definitely the under 20s who came in this year have added a lot to the group. And Keane O'Neill was a big addition to the backroom team too. We had a really good chat with him for an interview in the Star a couple of weeks ago. And um, I touched base with a couple of your teammates. And everybody mentioned he's game-specific, match-specific uh, match in terms of how he sets up training and all that. He seems really to have been a big addition to the, to the Cork management team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I can definitely echo what the lads were saying. Um, all our trainings are game-specific. We wouldn't really... Like, we have drills and stuff, but they'd always be tailored towards match intensity and kind of match-specific areas that would happen on the pitch. So it's definitely a first um, kind of doing all our trainings like that. But um, it's definitely uh, it's definitely beneficial to us. Anyway. Well, it seems to be working at the moment anyway for us, so hopefully it'll keep going. 
So how much of, of, of a shame was it that, that momentum just caught, just couldn't build on this kind of brought it up to a certain point and just ready to kick on and like we should be here talking about the, the Cork Kerry Munster final Munster semi final in a couple of weeks. It was it was um it was due on quite soon I think, wasn't it? This semi final party yeah. and, and and here we are now kind of not knowing what's what's happening. So like you had such momentum built up and that's I suppose there's been a pin put in that for the time being. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I suppose it, it's just the way it all kind of ended. So suddenly, I mean, we trained on the, I think it was a Tuesday with the intention of playing loud in Cork then on the Sunday. But um, yeah, that was it then. We just, we didn't train anymore after that. Um, it was just kind of cut short and we were kind of told that was that. But I suppose most, the most, like the thing is that everybody in the country is kind of in the same position as us. You know, they're all kind of waiting. So it's not, it's not like anybody has any sort of an advantage now at the moment or when things do kick up. So I suppose it's just trying to kind of keep fit and kind of, you know, keep the whole group mentality kind of strong and just keep everyone together over the next couple of weeks so that if we do get back training, that we'll all be ready to go when we do start. I mentioned Clannacilty there earlier. If, if football does come back, a lot of people are saying it could be club football that comes back first. Um, obviously, a good few kind of clan fellas in, in, in with the Cork team. But what are your hopes for this clan team at the moment? Uh, there's a couple of additions from Kerry too, isn't there? Kind of Daryl O'Shea and Joe Grimes, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. How, how, are you, how are you shaping up for this season, Sean? Um, I, as I say now, it'll it'll kind of depend on the way the season goes for us as well, the clan. But I'd be hoping. So we've kind of been knocking around the door of the quarterfinal stages the last two or three years. Um, we just kind of we just can't seem to get over that um that level really. I think there we were kind of lacking. I don't know what it really was. I suppose we had a young team over the last few years. We were just maybe a small but off the top teams, but um. Our management and stuff have definitely pulled together a stronger group now this year again, and hopefully we can kind of push on again. Um, but yeah, we'd be definitely aiming to go at least the same level as last year, and hopefully a bit further as well. And what were your own thoughts on the kind of the, the new county championship format here in Cork? Kind of everyone seems to be kind of everyone was very much in praise of it, kind of with, with the group stages and guaranteed three games, and then moving on to the knockout knockout stages. It was was it something that you were really looking forward to? Yeah, I was, yeah, especially, yeah, I was really looking forward to it, to be honest. Um, I thought it was a bit, bit of a pity the way things have gone now. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't know how, if, if, if we do get to play football, I don't know, I'll, will they keep the same format for over the summer or what? But um, I definitely think it would have been an improvement anyway. Um, it would have made all the kind of games a lot more, I suppose they would have been a lot closer, well, maybe not a lot closer, but they would have been, you know, there would have been, I suppose, a bit more of an intensity to every game. So, I suppose, um, yeah, I definitely was in favour of it anyway. What's the secret in Clan these past couple of years? Because you're, you're turning out county players from, from Morris Shelley with the under 20s yeah. and obviously David Long and yourself, Mark, and so on. Like you're like it's it's a club producing top class players. What's what's the secret? Can you share it to the rest of the clubs in West Cork so they can they can tap into it? I'm not sure there's any secret to be honest. Um I think there's a lot of lads we just since we've been kind of all younger, there's um there's just been a good core couple of years coming up there and um everyone's kind of just kind of rowing in behind each other. So it's definitely benefited us as well. And it's definitely looking like it's benefiting all the, the kind of clan footballers at the moment as well. You know, the way we're pushing on a bit further every year. So, um, yeah, hopefully you can just keep going a bit further now this year. And like we said, the next couple of weeks, obviously this kind of lockdown phase, we've gone for another couple of weeks. I have to say, your hair is looking a lot better than my hair at the moment. My hair is <laughs> resembling a bird's nest. What, what, what's the secret to this, Sean? Because for first seven, eight weeks in, your, your hair is looking great. Jeez, I don't know, is it now at all? Um, I just kind of flattened down there. If I was out in the wind now, to uh, to be all over the place, you wouldn't be saying that. Um, I don't know, I'd say in the next couple of weeks now, if, it's, if there's no let-up, I'll probably have to take a razor tape myself. So um, 
I don't know if we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> I have to say, you're doing a lot better than I am. I'm very close to wearing a hat. It's at that stage now. There's no way I'm going to last to July 20s. But um, come here, Sean, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate your time. Hopefully, we'll be okay. chatting about Cork and club football in the next couple of months. Hopefully, yeah. Perfect. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And before we finish up, this week, as always, we're going to preview what's to come in Thursday's Southern Star Sports section. And Kieran, you were telling me some of the features that you have coming up. One in particular about a skibbering man on the comeback trail from injury. Yeah, I've caught up with Donald O'Connor, the O'Donovan Rossa senior football captain, to to chat about his comeback from a cruciate ligament injury. And caught up with Donald because it's almost 12 months to the day, Jack, since he ruptured his cruciate ligament. It was May 12th, uh, 2019, in a Kelleher Shield game between Skib and Valley Rovers when when Donald O'Connor went over and his left knee knee crumbled and he ruptured, clean, clean rupture of his cruciate ligament. And that started the long comeback then, so between from the operation to his rehab and so on. And he was actually targeting a Kelleher Shield game this month to come back. But obviously with COVID-19 and the GA season on hold, Donald doesn't yet know when he'll be back on the football field. And there's the chance it could be hopefully towards the end of the year. So it's a good chat with Donald Oak. He's... Um, He's one of the top club footballers in, in in the county, to be quite honest with you. And it's always a kind of an amazement to me how he never made it at senior inter-county level with Cork because he is that good. Um, he was on the extended panel for four years from 2014 through to 2017. But it just never happened to him. Uh, it never happened for him. Um, whether the Cork management didn't get the best out of him, they played him out of position at certain times. Probably a bit of blame can be apportioned on Donalow too. Maybe he didn't grab his chance as much as he could have. But he's a really talented, gifted forward, um, could play midfield too. He's one of those footballers, Jack, that you just love to watch. He's um I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but he always reminded me of a Kerry footballer. He's that he's that bit of class and talent about him. Um, he makes the game look easy. Um he's just that that the Kerryness about the way he plays football. Um so yeah, it's a good, it's a two-play feature with Donald Oak. So um, that's well worth picking up this week's star. Or as well as that, and we just heard from Sean White there, but Joe McCarthy caught up with Sean's brother Mark White on Mark's reason, reasoning for not being involved with the Cork Senior Football Panel this year because he wanted to go to America. And obviously that's fallen through now. So Mark is talking about just concentrating on club football for the moment he's not going to go back in with Cork until next year so good stuff by by Mark White I've also uh, kind of a look at how the local GA clubs Jack are doing great stuff at the moment in terms of, of fundraisers for local hospitals and charities and so on so um, between O'Donovan Rasta and Bentry and Bentry Blues are doing the Run in Darkness and in Light this weekend for Pieta House to a great cause to get in 
to support and um, Castlehaven are, are doing a big fundraiser this Sunday as well. Clannacilty GA Club and Kilmeen did, did big fundraisers last weekend and raised some huge money. So did uh, so did um So a lot of GA clubs are doing great stuff at the moment. So I have a collection of um of what they're doing, how you can support them and so on. That's in this week's star. As well as that, I've caught up with a uh, Catherine Cohen, her name is. She's a car woman who's based down in Australia now, and um, she's an, an athlete who won four medals at the Oceania Masters Championships in the Southern Hemisphere late last year. She won two gold and two silver. So it's a West Cork woman kind of flying the West Cork flag on the international athletic scene um, down in Australia and New Zealand. So really interesting story by, by, by Catherine there. So that's well worth checking out. Another couple of highlights. I've caught up with Inya Breen, um, our Munster and Ireland rugby star from Skibreen Rugby Club, who celebrated her 21st birthday in lockdown. So that's there. We've a lot more besides that as well, including an interview with James O'Donovan of Bandon GAA and Road Bowling fame. Just And this is on the road bowling he was talking about. And Martin Walsh is a lovely um, tribute to uh, a Welsh ready driver who, who passed away um Last week, he was um, John Price, who has a great association and affinity with, with West Cork. So if we've plenty going on in this week's Southern Star Jack, and as always, great value. And you'll tell us about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm here for, Karen, to shill for the cause. And the Southern Star will be available in shops across West Cork and beyond for only €2.20. And if you can't make it to the shops, you can purchase... A digital subscription and read the Southern Star for less than two euro per week on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Just log on to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e paper. But that's it for this edition of the Star Sport Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back at the same time next week. And if you enjoy these shows, I want to reiterate this part this week because we've seen a drop off in the number of reviews and ratings we've been getting across the platforms. Not a drop off on listens, but I think most of the people who initially left us reviews and ratings have done so. So we need more reviews. We need more five-star reviews in particular. Maybe don't go giving us too many one or two-star reviews, but we need your five-star reviews on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. And if you're on YouTube watching, hit the subscribe button down here, if I'm doing that correctly. That's how I see some of the YouTube kids doing it these days or on Acaster Stitcher leave us a review as well thanks for listening